1: Welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on AM950WROL, the spirit of Boston. Well, I'm at Gillette Stadium this morning. Uh, Gillette Stadium is the home to, among other things, Super Bowl champion uh, New England Patriots. But also today and tomorrow, it's home to the AAA Travel Marketplace. And the AAA Travel Marketplace is a great place to come to uh, check out your next vacation uh, we'll be talking to Kyle Richardson. He is the director of travel for AAA. Also, we'll, uh, we're will we going to make it a little bit of a travel show this year. This uh, day, I guess, is a good way to put it, uh, where we'll be able to uh, talk to a few people. I think that we have a couple of guests lined up uh, for uh, right here. I'm up on the third floor up at the Blue Level uh, Suite area, I guess. So I have this great view of the travel marketplace and for those of you who are friends with me on facebook i did a little 30 second live video this morning of sort of the calm before the crowds and uh just sort of over the railing from where i am just kind of looking down at all the tables and displays that are set up and also took a walk into something we call our vip room which is a uh, Which is an area where members can come who who book pretty regularly with us. So they get this little kind of an upgrade, just like you would if you, I guess, if you're on a a ship or a fancy hotel. And um, good view of the stadium from, uh, I think this was the Citizens Bank box that we're using. The luxury box for Citizens Bank and uh, pretty pretty nice place to watch a game. Uh, I'm sure Sunrise Sports, you know, uh, in know, you know, a little time when they when they become famous celebrities more than they are now, they'll be able to uh, they'll be able to get their own box and they'll who knows broadcast their show some morning before a game here. Who knows? But this is a this is a great opportunity to come and check out Travel Marketplace and uh, you know we're but we're going to still have our program more or less as usual. So if you would like to call us. 617-770-3030 617-770-3030 is how you get through and talk to us about your car, your car problems, whatever's on your mind. Uh, We're uh, Like I said, we're broadcasting from a table uh, at the third level over Travel Marketplace uh, and it's just uh, it should be a good time and you'll be able to tell once uh, we're already starting to see some of the vendors coming in some of the AAA employees coming in but you'll be able to tell. You'll hear a little noise in the background. But uh, before we get really get going today i want to talk about the car that got me here today which is a 2017 jeep cherokee trailhawk uh it is the uh l version in fact the l plus version i guess and the jeep cherokee trailhawk is a small suv that has what it takes to be a serious off-road vehicle but there is a bit of a trade-off uh rides a little bit firm more like a wrangler i think than uh than, you know, maybe maybe some other, you know, than like the Grand Cherokee. So uh, a little bit firm, a little bit jarring over some of the roads that are less than perfect. and Our test vehicle is powered by a 3.2-liter V6 that makes 271 horsepower, and it's connected to a generally smooth-shifting 9-speed transmission. Generally smooth-shifting. Every once in a while it got a little confused feeling, which it seems to be more of the characteristic of this transmission than anything really wrong with it. Again, I would prefer this over some other... Uh, you know, CVT types and things like that. Performance, in my estimation, was certainly adequate, but there was 271 horsepower under the hood, and it never quite felt as powerful as I thought it would be. Fuel economy average, well, just a mediocre 21 miles per gallon. Uh, You would think a small SUV would do better than that. The front seats are comfortable. Rear seating gets a little bit tight when the front seats are pushed all the way back. Controls are generally easy to use, simple and straightforward. Cargo space is about average for a vehicle of this size. Uh, Overall, uh, you know, interesting vehicle. I took it to Cambridge the other day, which is always, you know, anytime you drive into the city, is always sort of interesting. And nice and maneuverable, easy to get around. Uh, Navigation system, a little bit slow for, you know, Cambridge streets. It was kind of interesting. I'll talk about it in a little while. But I went to an autonomous vehicle conference, and, um, you know, they talked about how self-driving vehicles are going to get around cities like Boston. And it's sort of interesting because, you know, the They sort of forget that the uh, streets of Boston were, you know, cattle paths that got turned into roads, and they wonder why they go around in circles, and, well, that's why, because that's where the cattle went. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for an off-road vehicle that really has the ability to go off-road, but you're looking for something that has... um, You know, all the creature comforts, remote start, heated seats, heated steering wheel, navigation system, uh, you know, all the safety features that you would come to expect on any vehicle from Jeep these days. Uh, The Jeep uh, Cherokee Trailhawk, certainly worth a look. Uh, When we were voting for our official winter vehicle of New England, the uh, the Cherokee Trailhawk did really well. We haven't got all the votes in yet. We'll let you know how that is coming up in the next uh, week or so. We should have all that finalized. We're letting some of the people that uh, haven't haven't been. Uh uh, you weren't able to come to the event, they'll, they'll be there to check it all out. So uh, Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk, uh, ours, our fancy version, as tested, $43,290. Uh, EPA mileage, 18 city, 24 highway. Again, I averaged just about 21, and it's been pretty consistent about that. And our car was powered by a six-cylinder, 271-horsepower V6. Interesting, this morning, this car also had, like all newer cars, has tire pressure monitor systems. I noticed when I got the car... Um, After a couple of days, the right rear tire was a couple pounds low, not enough to be concerned. All the tires had about 41 pounds of air in them. Uh, The right rear was, uh, I think, 37 or so. Well, with the frosty cold weather we had overnight, where at my house it was 13 degrees when I got up this morning, low tire light was on. So I zipped down the street to one of those, you know, dollar air pump things, which was broken. Then I went a little bit further down the street, and it was an actual real gas station, you know, with the guy comes out and pumps your gas and they had a tire they had an air hose out front so I went over and aired up the tire and I noticed and it just only seems a little bit fitting for where we are today that the 41 pounds of air in all the other three tires on this cold day was down to 36 pounds of air so do football temperatures football pressures vary with temperature yes they do just to rule that out uh, why don't we take a quick break, uh, pay a few bills, and when we come back, we'll talk to Kyle Richardson. Uh, we're going to call him in charge of the show because he was here early, so that makes him in charge. My is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WRL, the Spirit of Boston.
2: Need tires? The Sullivan Tire tradition of giving New England great value continues with the biggest tire event of the year. All of our tires are on sale. If you need tires, don't wait. Every tire we stock is on sale now. You can save even more with mail-in rebates on select brands. But hurry, this sale is only till the end of the month, and it's only at Sullivan Tire. You won't find a better place to buy tires, and we will not
3: be beat on price. Come in today. Go socks! Visit SullivanTire.com for details funeral expenses. There, I said it. That's not a topic that we like to talk about with our loved ones. We like to pretend that it's never going to happen. And when it does, it can make life very difficult for those we love. Did you know that the average funeral can cost over $8,000? Let's not leave our loved ones with a financial burden as the last gift we give them. If you're between the ages of 50 and 85, obtaining a final expense policy from Final Care Direct can be one of the most thoughtful gifts you can give your family. We offer affordable policies with benefits and premiums that never change. Call Final Care Direct at 800-410-1010 and learn more about how you can give those you love a final gift, the gift of peace of mind when it comes to funeral expenses. Final Care Direct, not just insurance, it's peace of mind. Waiting until later might mean it's left undone. Don't let that happen. Call now, 800-4-10-10-10. That's 800-4-10-10-10.
4: Honda Cars of Boston is Greater Boston's neighborhood Honda dealer, with over 800 new Hondas available to choose from. Just five minutes from Boston on Route 99 in Everett, our beautiful new showroom makes your Honda Cars of Boston experience even better. Visit online at HondaCarsOfBoston.com and see all of our tremendous purchase, lease, finance, and certified pre-owned specials. Honda Cars of Boston on Route 99 in Everett is the place for great buys from the Honda guys. Give them a call at 1-800-65-HONDA.
5: The mission of the Allied War Veterans Council is to mobilize communities to honor, support, and serve America's veterans and military service members. The council is made up of volunteers who are dedicated, heart and soul, to ensuring that veterans and their families receive the support and opportunities they have rightfully earned. For more than 112 years, Boston has captured the world's attention with the gesture of honoring and recognizing our veterans and service men and women through the St. Patrick's Day parade in South. Boston, boston not just the celebration of all things irish this parade is the celebration of all things american and the great people who put their lives in harm's way every day for us if you believe in the mission to help and support veterans and their families the allied war veterans council of south boston needs your help now please donate today by visiting online southbostonparade.org your support changes lives for veterans throughout boston
0: Listening to the Car Doctor. Cause I'm crazy about a merchant. Cruise
3: up and down this road. Up and down this road. I'm going to buy me
6: a merchant now. Cruise up and down this road.
0: Up and down this road.
1: And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, The Spirit of Boston. Or if you're listening on Sunday night, and you could be uh, am twelve sixty wBIX the business buzz uh, but with us at my little high top table here there's our buddy Kyle Richardson good morning Kyle good morning John and uh, this is what the hundredth uh, year in a row of the travel marketplace right yeah one
7: hundred yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and fourteenth less a hundred
1: yeah so and it's it's always great coming here because it it really adds. An awful lot of excitement to sort of the travel season. The way I look at it is, you know, you look at what's going on, and you know, you you look at the vendors. and I was here yesterday setting up and making sure everything works. and There's just a certain level of excitement. and uh, Talking to people, I ran into a couple of people I knew and recognized while I was here. And everybody's just sort of, you know, they even if they weren't planning a trip, it makes them feel like, you know, there's there's a future, there's a future in their in their summer travel or fall travel or cruise travel or whatever the case is.
7: So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, they feel like they're at the uh, the event site, you know, with all the excitement of the New England Patriots this year, and then they uh, they come in and they see the uh, excitement. We I was walking around with a, fir- a couple of first timers yesterday and. You know we've been here a number of years and sometimes we overlook some of the dynamics but you know the balloon arches and the brightness and the view of the field and the colors and the, the uh, atrium ceilings it really opens up and brings to life the travel show it gives them a nice venue and of course the, the nice sunshine popping in just sets the mood for where do I want to go next
1: yeah it really even though even though when I walked outside this morning it was 13 whew, it was coldest water in my house when I got up. Uh, but you come here and the sun's out, you're right. You come here, and in fact, I met somebody over at the security door, and as I was walking out, they were walking in. I said, eh, You know, it's not as bad as I thought. And, you know, if you get out and it's cold, there's a lot of, there's a, the weather's so, is summer and sunny, is sunny and summer like here today, so, <laughs> you know, so you might get, you know, get in the car, zip over here and uh, check it out. Let's, let's get over with some of the basics first. The hours of the show are?
7: Well, we'll open at 10 this morning, we'll uh, lock the doors up at 7 or 7.30, depends how busy we are. Uh, tomorrow we're here at 10 and we'll lock the doors up at 5 or 5.30, uh, sometimes we stretch them a little bit. Yep. Um, uh, I advise everybody to go to AAA.com if they're planning to visit the show. Pre-purchase your ticket. Not only does it save you time at the door, but saves you a couple of dollars on the tickets. They're normally 5 and $10. $5 for members, $10 if you're not a AAA member. Uh, but there are $2 discounts ahead of time, so you can make your ticket prices 3 and $8. And that includes free parking.
1: I was going to say, where can you go for $3? You can't right. go anywhere. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. And good point. Unlike some other shows... Uh, whether it's you know the car show or I, I don't care what kind of show it is, the idea is you can come here and park for free. It's probably the only time you're going to park at Gillette Stadium for free. Yeah, yeah. usually
7: usually yeah, the, the, the events f- run up a couple of dollars. Yeah, exa- <laughs>
1: exactly. And um, the the show the show has you know everything from as I was walking around everything from uh, state and national parks to some pretty exotic locations and cruises.
7: Yes, yeah, yeah. I think um, every year we try to rethink, can you go anywhere? Could you come here and say, I wanna go anywhere? And yes, you can. Now we may not have the, the representative from Argentina here, but we've got tour companies and people that have probably been to Argentina in the tour companies and cruise companies. So, you know, well represented, um, you know, this year we've got a, a little bit of a, uh, it's our first official show where we can sell Cuba really yeah so up until this point you know people have traveled to cuba but all the rules and regulations about cuba but we've finally just passed through the certification process for three tour companies that are all here and four cruise lines that are all here that now officially can be licensed to sell people to people travel experiences to cuba so it's sort of a you know a coming out party for cuba here this week, weekend yeah
1: that, that's fascinating and cuba is one of those places i always did really want to go and I think I still want to go. (laughs) I'm not sure. But I was watching, it was funny, I was watching, there was a short-lived, I think it was only six episodes, a TV show. I think it was called Cuban Chrome. And it was actually a car show that took place in Cuba. And it just talked about the Cuban car culture, which I found fascinating. But the more you know about it, the more you find out that the cars that you think you're going to go see these beautiful 50s classics, ooh, not so much. (laughs) Uh, And it's funny, Mm -hmm. the things that are... Are in short supply, and how creative the Cuban people are. I, I talk to people all the time that go, Yeah, you know, I went to go to the repair shop and they couldn't find this thing for my car, and now they tell me, you know, I might have to get rid of my car because I couldn't get this certain exhaust pipe or something. And I'm like, In Cuba, they're making parts out of, I don't know, antique wagon wheels, mm-hmm. and they're still making the cars work. And to the point where uh, some things are such in short supply. Um, they, were, they took an engine. They were going to put a, a newer engine in an old car. And as they were moving the engine around, they dropped the engine and broke the oil pan. It, but the concern wasn't the broken oil pan because they could weld that. They could fix it. It was the oil. They didn't have oil. Mm. So they were so concerned about the used oil that was in this engine because they don't... Getting, you know, four fresh quarts of oil is, is almost impossible. Same thing with... Them. Brake fluid, uh, brake fluids, in really short supply, so they use shampoo, oh. which is, which is not, uh, which is not <laughs> a great medium to stop your car, So, but uh, you know, it's just it's a very fascinating place, uh, and uh, you know, for us to be able to offer a trip like that, whether you're mm. a car person, a history person, uh, or you just want to, uh, you know, go to a different culture, and people tell me that who have been there, they said. There's, there've never been any place where the, the local people are, are as friendly as they are. Even if they don't speak English and you don't speak Spanish, they, they just said the level of kind of they want to get to know you is just incredible. So, mm-hmm. uh, interesting that interesting we're offering something. Yeah, like that. and yeah.
7: it's taken off. Uh, there are a lot of members. We had without uh, going off on a tangent, somebody who was uh, going to turn a hundred years old. Uh, in fact, she's uh, very close. One of our members. And she wanted to go to Cuba. That's sort of her 100th birthday. And I said, do you mean 100 like, oh, she's really old? Yeah. I said, no, she's going to turn 100. And her doctor only allowed her to go for four days. So the tour company, Alexander and Roberts, that, that are here, customized the trip for her so that she would be able to legally go with the license that people of people license. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, t- uh, take it out of the norm and customize it for her. So it's uh, drawing interest from all uh, angles. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so.
1: I guess so. And one of the things, you know, every everybody talks about, you know travel agents and do you really need them you can book everything online these days the difference between travel agents and especially coming here and you you touched on it uh, quickly was the level of experience you look online everything looks great yeah. um and sometimes the cheapest deal isn't the best deal and you have and there's no way to really know that even with you know you know right up the road, essentially, you know, is the world headquarters for TripAdvisor. Every, You know, great site, a lot of, you know, they have a lot of stuff, um, you know, but to be able to talk to somebody who knows it because they've been there and has that professional experience can make a real difference. I know I've looked at um, places where I've stayed, and everybody looks and looks at the ratings and everything, and I've stayed in places where I said, this couldn't be any nicer, and there's 100 negative reviews, and I've stayed to places that were eh, not so great, and people say how wonderful it is. I'm like, well, uh," you know, and you don't know, is it somebody just slamming it? Is there somebody who's kind of working for the company in the background? You don't know, you don't know, but when you get to talk to a travel professional like we have at AAA, and you say, you know, what about, you know, what about going here, or what about doing this, and they know about it because, either they know about it because they're our members have been there and they've you know, given us feedback. They're, that's, to me, an invaluable service.
7: Yeah, and, and also if uh, you know Sally has gone, one of our travel counselors, but you're speaking to Brenda, and Brenda hasn't gone. She knows Sally's gone, yeah. so she calls Sally. Yeah,
1: exactly. So the
7: network within the organization yeah. is interesting. And then, of course, you bring to light. You know, We have the show with a lot of experts that are either from those specific destinations or work regularly with mm. them, and it's a, it's a great place, as we've said, to validate all your research yeah. that you've done online, which we encourage everyone to do. Uh, you know, we all check our six and seven websites, but, you know, bring that research here and validate. And, uh, you know, ask people, uh, you know, what's that price? There's no obligation to book, but, you know, yeah. check your facts.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I do the same thing. And it, and even to the point, I don't think I do six or seven, but there's probably a couple. <laughs> there's probably a couple. I go minutes. crazy with hotels. <laughs> yeah. I got to check. <laughs>
7: yeah. yeah,
1: And But it, it still amazes me that you can look like, um, look, you know, I booked our... Um, 40th anniversary trip, we went um, through AAA travel, we went to the Iberostar Hotel in the Dominican Republic, and it's a, to me, it's a very nice hotel, they've been remodeling, they're doing great stuff, you can eat anything you want, there's, you know, everything, and, and I read, read some of the reviews, and somebody said, at the breakfast r- buffet, there was nothing I could eat. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there was gluten-free, there was vegan, mm. There was yogurt in a container, you know. And it's like <laughs> how could they possibly be nothing you could eat? And it's just, and it's just, you know, some some people I guess are overcritical. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 So, yeah. Um, how's cruising doing these days?
7: Cruising's doing great. Um, yeah, Bermuda still, you know, is going to be the number one cruise destination for our members. And now with the Dawn uh, just coming out last year, they went into dry dock and uh, were out of not out of business, but not operating yep. for six weeks. Uh, this year they're back fully operational, so they just hit the. Uh, the top mark again uh, just because it's so convenient you don't have to take a flight anywhere just go out right of Boston so that's popular but uh, now let's, w-
1: let's back up to that a minute yeah. you know a lot of people you know they think of cruises and you know you, you're flying into Miami you go to the Port of Miami you, you're you're hustled hustled away and I've never done a cruise so I don't know but I've been to the you know the Port of Miami the Port of F- Fort Lauderdale and um, everybody seems to be in a hurry and you know maybe uh, you know we probably do it a little bit different but it it's sort of the idea of being able to drive into boston take a cab into boston however you're going to get there get dropped off you get on the ship and even if the weather is 50 degrees in boston you get on the ship and you're on vacation yeah you're not to me being in an airport it's not being on vacation.
7: Yeah. yeah, it really, home port cruising is, you know, w- w- whether it's New York or Boston, mm-hmm. uh, very popular with members. Yeah. They just take that that flight piece, the security, the extra time you have to allow and, and get there however you get there. And uh, it, it's, uh, we have separate seminars on home port cruising mm. just because the concept is so popular.
0: Yeah.
1: No, it, it just, it is, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I, really, I really think about and, uh and it's just, you look at it and you're like, you know, this, sound, this, sounds like a, this sounds like a good, fun way to cruise. And for somebody who, like me, who's never been on a cruise, I'm like, you know, that might be, that might be a good way to start.
7: Yeah, one of the things, just to touch on, you know, starting a vacation, so you, you're in Boston, so you, you're, you can drive anytime you want. So you get there, as soon as you can, what they call embarkation, as soon as you can board the ship, uh, you're really on vacation. So even though it hasn't left the, the dock You can now go and enjoy the pool or, you know, the uh, the you can't use the casino at that point, but have a drink and you're on vacation. Then the ship starts to sail. You've already got an extra half a day. With a lot of our departures, you know, AAA departures, we have priority embarkation. So the members booking it with priority embarkation get on the ship first. So it just takes away, you know, one of the other Mm. hurdles.
1: Is, is Disney still as crazy popular as ever was?
7: Yeah, Disney, um, but I'll, I'll tell you, not to take anything away from Disney, but Universal Orlando, you know, is really, they're opening up their third theme park this uh, wow. May 25th, Volcano Bay. It's a water park, um, so, you know, now there are three parks at Universal, and of course Disney has, you know, all their parks that have been there, and, uh, you know, Animal Kingdom continues to grow. They're opening a new experience called Avatar. Um, which will open up this year. So that's, uh, you know, Disney continues to mm. look for ways to reinvent themselves and create new reasons to visit. So, yes. I know
1: I know. years ago mm. I was, uh, I took my two nephews to Disney World. Somehow I said, said to them, yeah, if you make the honor roll, I'll take you to Disney. I don't actually remember saying that, but they seem to remember me saying it. And I actually talked to you and said, you know, now that I've apparently opened my mouth and, you know, my foot in it. I have to do this." And and you you had a great idea. You said, you know, rather than stay right on Disney proper, you know, there's some great slight off-site hotels that that you can, and you, you steered me towards a place where we got a two-room suite. They had their room, we had our room. It was a little kitchenette uh, because they had to compete with everything that was going on. Um, there was they had a free cocktail hour between five and seven. They had breakfast in the morning. So for teenagers they thought it was great. you know they could hang out at the pool they could they could eat for an hour and a half in the morning if they wanted to but still we got to go to disney we got to go to universal we were just sort of in the middle of everything and you could do it you could do it pretty reasonably so sometimes when some of the disney prices people might go oh, I, you know i really want to go to the park but i don't know if i want to spend what it you know there, there's a lot of alternatives in in yeah. orlando
7: yeah and and You know, one of the trends is the Disney vacation used to be five to seven days. Now it's shortening because Mm. there are so many other attractions. Uh, Not to say you can't enjoy yourself for five to seven days at Disney very easily. Mm. But now you've got that draw with Universal. And, you know, even with the bad press that SeaWorld tend to get, they're still drawing a crowd. You've got Legoland down there now. Shameless plug for our show: If you buy an adult ticket, you get a free child ticket oh, for this weekend. Okay. So they're here at, at the show. So it's a anyone planning to go to Legoland? You know, great, great reason to come to the show this weekend. Um, so there's a lot going on down in uh, Orlando.
1: And well, you know, it's uh, you know speaking of sh- shameless plugs, um, there's some deals to be had here this weekend too, right?
7: Yeah, yeah. Everybody has something going on, and uh, we post the specials. Uh, in, you know, bulletins and such and we had to reissue them to the counselors because as we got closer to the show someone said, well, we're going to add another $100 on that or we're going to put another $50 on board credit. So, um, you know, whatever you might have read or heard, you know, not to just it sounds like a, a, a sell line, but yep. it really isn't. As you get closer to the show, everyone gets excited yep. and they say, well, no, we can do better than that. So, uh, yes, there are. And then, of course, we have what we call our thank you gifts when you book a new tour or cruise. You know, if it's over $100, hundred dollars over a thousand dollars we start with different pieces of luggage and Mm -hmm. gift cards and it goes up uh you know in value based on what you book so in addition to anything you book there's a triple a thank you gift that uh we we oh great
1: good stuff all right i think uh you probably have work to do
7: yeah a little bit
1: yeah so uh from 10 to 7 ish tonight and from uh, ten, to 10 to 5-ish ten to tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, we'll be talking to uh, one of your friends a little bit later on, probably in the next 10 minutes or so. Yeah. And then I think uh, we have, uh, I think uh, Charlotte Nichols is also arranged to have us talk to somebody around quarter to 10 or so. But I just want to remind our listeners that if you have car questions, this isn't a AAA Well, I'm at the AAA Travel (laughs) Show, but this isn't the AAA Travel Show. This is still the Car Doctor radio program. So if you have a question about your car, you can give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Why don't we take another break? Uh, We'll uh, keep Karen hopping at that end. Uh, My name is John, John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. You're listening on AM 950 WRL, the spirit of Boston. We'll be right back.
3: There's not much time left today Life is a
0: highway I won't ride it all night long If you're going my way I won't drive it all night long
2: Knee tires The Sullivan Tire tradition of giving New England great value continues with the biggest tire event of the year. All of our tires are on sale. If you need tires, don't wait. Every tire we stock is on sale now. You can save even more with mail-in rebates on select brands. But hurry, this sale is only till the end of the month, and it's only at Sullivan Tire.
6: You won't find a better place to buy tires, and we will not be beat
2: on price. Come in today. Go Sox. Visit SullivanTire.com for
8: details. Do you have an ache, perhaps back pain or neck pain due to an injury, or maybe you're recovering from surgery? Well, suffer no more. Pro Body Physical Therapy is your solution for physical restoration. At Pro Body Physical Therapy, they treat neck and back pain, sprains and strains, sports injuries, rotator cuff injuries, whiplash, and conditions such as tendinitis, arthritis, and carpal tunnel syndrome. Pro Body Physical Therapy, serving the Metro Boston area, centrally located at 265 Medford Street in Somerville. Most insurance accepted. Call 617-623-3700 or visit ProBodyPTMA.com.
4: Honda Cars of Boston is Greater Boston's neighborhood Honda dealer with over 800 new Hondas available to choose from. Just five minutes from Boston on Route 99 in Everett, our beautiful new showroom makes your Honda Cars of Boston experience even better. Visit online at hondacarsofboston.com and see all of our tremendous purchase, lease, finance, and certified pre-owned specials. Honda Cars of Boston on Route 99 in Everett is the place for great buys from the Honda guys. Give them a call at 1-800-65-HONDA. Don't you just hate the
9: hassle of car buying? Make it easy by finding your financing first. Hi, I'm Kevin Chapman. As a member of the City of Boston Credit Union for over two decades, I know that they always put their members first with some of the most competitive car rates around. You can figure out what you want to spend before you even go shopping. Come visit the City of Boston Credit Union at cityofbostoncu.com and apply today. Or call 617-635-4545. City of Boston Credit Union, uniquely Boston. Equal opportunity lender.
0: You're listening to the car doctor. Get him And
1: welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, and we're doing things a little bit different today. We are, well, we we'll are still talk about cars. If you have a car question, feel free to give us a call, but uh, we're at the AAA Travel Marketplace. And tra- Travel Marketplace, well, you know, when the boss says to you, hey, can you do your radio show from, uh, from the AAA Travel Marketplace at Gillette Stadium? And I go, of course I can. Uh, because uh, I don't want to get fired. That's why. So uh, so it's it's pretty easy. Uh, but with us uh, right now is Tim Palmer. Tim Palmer works for I don't know the Heineken Company. Who do you work for?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, being
6: on the Car Doctor show, it's kind of the Farfugnugen of travel. Oh, okay. All right. So Hertig right. Ruten is the name of the company. Hertig Ruten. Yeah. There and, you go. And and what are they? Uh, we are a cruise line, expedition, cultural cruises. We okay. Started on the coast of Norway back in 1893, uh, the lifeline of the villages, bringing mail up and down the coast and allowing for ferry service.
1: And you don't sound at all Norwegian?
6: (laughs) No, I born and raised in Rhode Island, college in New Hampshire, living in Massachusetts. So far from it. Uh, middle name is Patrick. They wanted me to change it to Timothy Sven Palmer. Uh,
1: okay, yeah.
6: But, uh, yeah, that didn't work well, that well. You
1: know, you know, should you want to listen afterwards, you know, we have the very best in Irish music for the next eight hours after I'm off the air. So, uh, so I'll, you I'll know, make sure so, that I stream yeah, that can, live you here. Can, you can do that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but tell us about the cruise line. Where, where do you guys go? What makes you different than somebody else?
6: Uh, the specialty, you know, claim to fame is Norway. So we travel Norway year-round, small ship, sailing though is a big key component. The biggest ship we have has 640 beds, the smallest ship we have is around 200. So the, the goal of Hurtigruten is to remove you from the white noise of life, get you closer to the destination. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you're traveling the coast of Norway and you're visiting these small ports and villages, you don't have tourist shops set up every five feet. Uh, you're in their daily life. So mm-hmm. it really is a unique experience.
1: And, you know, let's talk about some of the destinations where you guys go.
6: Uh, so outside of Norway, we also have expedition ships that go down to Antarctica. So we travel to Antarctica in November through March, uh, departing out of Punta Arenas or departing out of Ushuaia. So this is the end of South America. And then you cross over that Drake Passage to get down to Antarctica for a week or so. Uh, we also do the High Arctic. So one of the unique areas that probably one percent of the population your listening population is a little bit smarter but uh you know we're we're, we're talking about a, a destination north of the arctic circle in svalbard and svalbard is an archipelago of islands spitzbergen being the largest it's like an arctic safari you know people go to africa to go see the lions mm-hmm. leopards giraffe well come on up to spitzbergen you're going to see polar bear walrus reindeer abundance of whales different bird life uh, rather unique experiences. It,
1: it sounds it. And, you know, I, I think of, uh, you know, Antarctica as, you know, ridiculously frigid cold. But <laughs> um, but you pointed out it's warmer there than it is here.
6: Uh, exactly. Actually, all the destinations that we sell, um, you know, right now are warmer. You go north of the Arctic Circle in Tromso, and it's a high of 30 degrees today. I think we're going to be a high of 24 uh, and even in Antarctica, you know, it's their summer, so we have to think a little bit different. Um, the sun is nice and high in the sky. You actually would be able to get a, a good suntan, sunburn mm-hmm. nonetheless. It's not going to get much above 40, 45 degrees during their summer, but still the tolerable weather to go see the abundance of wildlife. We actually had a booking here yesterday, and uh, the, one of the passengers is a biologist. Mm. So wanting to go see, you know, perhaps things that they've actually studied, and what better place to do that than down in Antarctica with several species of penguins seals whales birds
1: and just and just for our listeners just so they're not concerned here at Gillette Stadium it's like summer right now it's 75 degrees and it's sunny inside here so although you might walk outside and it's going to be a little bit chilly once your car gets here you get inside you'll feel like you're in you'll feel like you're in summer weather I would suggest Dressing in layers to get through get through the weather, and then once you're in here, you'll be nice and comfortable. So it won't be like Antarctica in here. <laughs> no, 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 by no but, means. Yeah, but so there's plenty of shelter, plenty of sunshine, indoor sunshine here. So what co- what kind of people go on these trips? Are these people that have been to you know, I've been to Bermuda, I've been to the Bahamas, I've been to, you know, Sanibel Island in Florida, I want to go someplace different. Are these kind of adventure travel people, or are they people that have seen the world and they haven't seen all of it yet? Uh,
6: you know, that that's a very valid question. When I think of cruising, what do we have in common with the likes of Royal Caribbean or, you know, even some of the river cruises? Well, we all float, but, you know, at that point we stop. We don't have casinos on board. We don't have Vegas-style shows. Mm-hmm. We have expedition teams doing lectures giving you know additional input on the destination so educational focus mm-hmm. uh, someone that has done a river cruise may feel comfortable on our ships because of it's all about the destination mm-hmm. um, little bit of self-entertainment as well but if you have done the Caribbean and you've enjoyed traveling with celebrity or, mm-hmm. or Royal Caribbean down there by all means that's a, a great experience but their ship is the destination uh, maybe you're getting into yeah. some nooks and crannies, some beautiful ports, but realistically you're looking for someone that wants that cultural experience, wants that educational experience. If you've been to the Galapagos, if you've done an African safari, you're prime for that of Antarctica mm-hmm. or even going up into uh, Spitsbergen. If you, you know, are into cultural adventure, we do Greenland, and the entire west coast of Greenland is all Inuit villages. These people have been living in this area for over a thousand mm-hmm. years at this point uh ceiling fishing we actually do an afternoon coffee they call it a coffee meek we go into the house of an inuit person and have coffee nothing special about the pastry or coffee but the conversation and the cultural interaction is phenomenal
1: and you, you mentioned you know you mentioned the, sh- the you know the big ship, celebrity whatever the the ship is sort of the destination it is sort of the diamond for them uh but you know is, Sailing with you guys doesn't mean you're in the, you know, in in some cargo hold, right?
6: You know, people get kind of confused with what we do, especially on the coast of Norway. You know, perhaps the ship does some of the the jobs of a barge or Mm -hmm. some of the jobs of a ferry, but we're far from that of a barge or a ferry. You can come on our ship, get a, you know, 500 square foot owner's suite with a beautiful balcony. During the winter, you step out on your balcony, you got northern lights overhead. Mm -hmm. During the summer in Norway, it's that endless uh, midnight sun. So by all means, the ships are well appointed. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's all about the destination. Of course, you need a nice, comfortable home base, you know, for the week or base camp for the week. But it's really uh, more for us. Getting into the nooks and crannies, getting into those beaten, off the beaten track that no one else can get yeah. to.
1: No, it sounds like, it sounds like a good time. And you guys are here at the show for the next for today and tomorrow.
6: Yeah, booth yeah. twenty-five. We have some presentations throughout the uh, weekend as well. There'll be two on Saturday, one at two o'clock today, one at five o'clock, and then uh, two tomorrow as well. So, yeah. no, you for know,
1: people people that are interested in doing something a little bit different. You know, how many people you know that you talk to, like you said in. Uh, you know, you talk to 100 people. Mm. If one of them have been to Antarctica, it's, you know, that's, that's an amazing number. But why not, if you've sort of seen everything you want to see, you want to do something different, you're, you're, you're kind of tired of kind of the norm, why not see about this? This sounds like a great adventure for somebody.
6: Absolutely. And even going around Iceland as well, another fantastic destination that we hit, the high Arctic. And uh, moving into 2018, we're going to be going through the Northwest Passage.
1: Wow. I've heard about that.
6: Yeah. yeah. So From
1: s- sixth grade history. <laughs> no, it sounds like a great time. Tim, thanks for uh, joining us. On first time you've probably been on a car program. It, it absolutely yeah, is, yeah. talking
6: about my ship. So, you the, know, you know it, it fits perfectly. It does.
1: It absolutely does. Tim Patrick Palmer. There you go. Uh, yeah. You know, the guys from the Irish Hip Parade coming up at 10 o'clock, they'll be happy. So, excellent. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thank you, John. All right. Uh my name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. Uh, this is uh, you know, I was at I was at an event this week in in Cambridge uh, which is always an adventure just getting to Cambridge sometimes. Uh, it was it was an autonomous vehicle uh, summit, which means that there was a variety of people there, including the woman who co-founded Zipcar. And her idea of the future is that um, in maybe 20 years, autonomous vehicles will be, they'll be all over the place, so self-driving vehicles. She assumes they'll be mostly electric uh, or at least zero-emissions vehicles, so they might not be traditional electric. They may be hydrogen or something like that. Uh, but they'll be fully self-driving, and no one will own one. You will live wherever you live. You'll get in your your self-driving vehicle. It will take you to your destination and drop you off. And then when you want to go home or you want to go to the next destination, you'll use your smartphone, which, which by then everybody will have one, and then you'll go to the next destination. And you won't own a car, and the car will drive itself. And that's how she figures the future is, her idea of the worst thing that could happen in the future with self-driving vehicles is everybody actually owns the vehicle Uh, so in other words instead of taking a hundred cars off the road and replacing them with a hundred self-driving cars that people own which still makes the roads crowded uh, a better idea is oh I have an idea let's not own the car at all and it'd be interesting to see if that works now as a car guy, I'm not sure whether that would really work the way you, they wanted to because people love their cars. People are in love with their cars. They they enjoy their cars and like I pointed out to someone um people like their cars enough they they name them. So they they literally fall in love with their cars, which I always think is kind of kind of an interesting way to look at it so are people going to still like their cars i think they are Are people still going to own cars i absolutely think they will so uh, you know be interesting to see what people have the other thing that didn't come up and when they were talking about electric autonomous vehicles unless the numbers really change i kind of wonder what's going to happen with these autonomous vehicles when they go to recharge is the electric grid sufficient enough to charge the cars up? And somebody was sitting next to me, and I said to him, you know, right now in the middle of peak summertime uh, across the country, they have these rolling blackouts, and even Boston's been subject to some uh, kind, of, kind of brownouts of sorts. And what happens if uh, we have this huge fleet of electric cars and they go to plug in and they can't all plug in through smart charging stations that only charge when electricity is not being not in, in as much in demand so be kind of interesting uh there was a woman there from the parent company that owns vespa and her job was small uh, autonomous vehicles so something that was uh, it was sort of interesting it looked sort of like uh, uh, a fat r2d2 uh, more like the modern version from Star Wars, I guess, uh, and what it would do is it would literally follow you around, so if you went to the grocery store, you'd fill it full of groceries, and it would trail behind you, and then it would start to learn what you did, so the next time it could go to the grocery store by itself, somebody could load it up, put your groceries in, and it would come back to your house for you, um, and she talked about, she lives in the city, she's a, I think she's a Austin resident and when she walks to the supermarket she has to take a cab back because she buys enough stuff she can't carry it. I was thinking to myself that here's this very expensive robot that can follow her around, but yet you can pretty much do everything with a little fold-up shopping cart. And her grandmother probably did that, or her great-grandmother, probably had a little little fold-up shopping cart that she took and filled with her groceries and other items and rolled it back to her house. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting the way, you know, people think about the future and autonomous vehicles and most everybody believes there's certain there's five levels of vehicle autonomy or six if you actually count zero um so it's when cars do nothing so your typical car that doesn't automatic brake it doesn't automatic steer and then there's level one which um which does some automatic braking so if someone comes to a stop in front of you it'll slow down or stop the car if you start to drift out of the lane it will center the car back in the lane and then there's the next level up, which is more like Tesla, the Autopilot and Tesla, which can actually do a better job of steering the car and keeping it under control. And then there's Levels 3 and 4, which in at least Level 3, I think, is impossible. That is a car that will drive itself until it doesn't. So, in other words, you have to actually be prepared to take over in a split second when the car gets confused or is hampered by different conditions and Subaru is a good example. Subaru has um, a system called EyeSight. EyeSight does a great job of letting you know where you are in the lane. It can bring the car to a stop automatically but if the windshield gets covered by snow there's an issue bright sunlight so if you're driving directly into the sun the eyesight system shuts down in very very cold weather i remember last year i drove a subaru with eyesight and we had a we had a five degree day and eyesight didn't work because it was too cold so these systems aren't perfect so the idea of having a car that drives itself and then all of a sudden you take a turn and you drive into direct bright sunlight and the system shuts off and you have to be prepared to take over, who wants a car like that? That's terrible. That means either you're going to be always kind of hovered over the steering wheel waiting to drive, which would make me crazy, or you're going to take advantage of it, and then when it takes over, you're not going to be ready, and then you're going to run into something. So that system to me is just terrible. Um, Level 4 vehicle autonomy is where the car is designed to run in a certain Geographical areas. So maybe the car can drive itself throughout the streets of uh, Foxborough, for instance, or so it can get around everywhere it can go. It knows every nook and cranny. It knows where everything is. And they've mapped it in such a way that they know where absolutely everything is. And the computer system in the car, when it sees something that wasn't there on the original mapping, it knows that it has to, you know, is that a pedestrian? Is that a bicyclist? Is that a dog? Is that whatever the case is? Is that a deer? It's something that wasn't there originally, so it starts to put the system on alert and starts to prepare for it. Those systems, I think, well, there's a possibility. Uh, or lanes that are dedicated to just self-driving vehicles where you you let the vehicle drive itself on the road, and then as soon as you go to get off the road, then you're back into manual mode. So, you know, I think there's a truck lane that runs adjacent to the New Jersey Turnpike. Could that be an autonomous vehicle lane? Yeah, something like that probably could. And then level five vehicle autonomy where you get in the car, it doesn't have a steering wheel, it doesn't have a brake pedal, uh, it just basically has an on and off button. And you get in the car and you say, I want to drive to Manhattan. And you push the button and it drives you to Manhattan. I don't think, I think I'll be long dead before we ever see something like that. So there's various levels. Some people are talking about, you know, this will be the fastest developing technology we've seen. Aspects of it, maybe. Is this the real future? I'm not so sure. Sure. But some of these technologies, I think, are good. I like the idea of some self-driving vehicles. I stole this quote from Jay Leno. At least with self-driving vehicles and, and some level of vehicle autonomy, at least someone's paying attention. So the car might be paying attention when you're not. So I think that's actually um, something that could be a good idea. Uh, Bentley, there was an article in the paper that says SUV, electric car. Bentley will kill two birds with one Bentley. Bentley Motors is eyeing a new strategy for both its SUV lineup and its electrification plans, combining them together. The super luxury automaker is considering doing a small SUV position below the, I don't even know what this thing is called, Bettanyaga, would be the electric-only vehicle, executives say. And the, the CEO says, I can assure you that Bentley, on the long-term view, will not stay with one model only in the SUV lineup. The Bentley CEO at a press launch uh, of the Continental Supersport says we have a clear indication a smaller SUV would find great acceptance, but a smaller SUV would need to be different as not to cannibalize the larger model sales, which is probably less than 1,000, but still. Uh, Making it electric solves that issue. If you're looking for such a car, a small SUV, then we're looking for that combination possibility to go full electric, Uh, That'd be interesting, I guess. An all-electric SUV could spell trouble for a first Bentley sports coupe uh, teased by the EXP 10 speed uh, 6 concept. The Bentley likely lacks the resources. They'll probably do it in conjunction with Volkswagen. Such an EV would be considered uh, stage two of Bentley's electrification plans and likely wouldn't arrive until 2020 or beyond. Bentley announced stage one this year, a plug-in electric uh, vehicle. So that's sort of the future. Speaking of Volkswagen, Volkswagen's uh, e-Golf has changed their ratings. It hasn't, the e-Golf wasn't, I think, a, a huge success, well a because Volkswagen didn't really market it to anybody, and B because it didn't really have a great range, but an upgraded lithium ion battery pack and an electric motor have enabled the 2017 Volkswagen e golf to achieve an EPA rating of the electric equivalent of one hundred and twenty six miles per gallon that's one hundred and eleven on the highway one hundred and nineteen combined and a range of um, of one hundred and twenty five miles on a single charge so one hundred and twenty five miles we're getting We're getting to a car that uh, certainly has a lot more usefulness, a car that I could actually drive back and forth to work, which is not the case in the previous model, which I think only had about a 60 or 70-mile range. The 2017 e-Golf will go on sale this spring. It's equipped with this upgraded 36-kilowatt battery pack and a newer 100-kilowatt motor capable of producing 134 horsepower. So 134 horsepower is not a lot. Uh, but instant torque, which makes it feel like it is. Both are improvements over the previous e-Golf, which had a smaller battery, produced less horsepower, and uh, it only had a range of about 83 miles. I'm not sure it was actually even 83 in real life. Uh, I talked to some people that drove it, and they said it uh, was closer to 70. Um, A 7.2-kilowatt onboard charger will be standard for the uh, the SE and SEL premium trim, giving the compact a charging time in under six hours with a 240 volt charging station and apparently it's going to have dc fast charging which comes standard on higher trim levels and the battery can be charged 80 percent within an hour so again a vehicle that becomes much more usable in day-to-day life um is it just bentley and volkswagen and Land Rover and Volvo that are doing facelifts no Buick uh the Buick Enclave which has been a pretty successful vehicle for Buick has retooled the uh, 2018 Enclave it's going to be a little sleeker a little more muscular uh some of the spy photos that have bounced around and one of them comes from uh, Jim Dunn photos um Jim Dunn was the original spy photographer I don't know how much he's really doing he's going to be getting up in age um I wasn't even sure, honestly. He was still alive, but Jim Dunn was one of the one of my first guests ever on a radio show. This was back when I did a program on WGIR up in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, my New Hampshire coworker Dave Juvet and I did it together, and it was uh, it was interesting because Jim was one of these guys who. Uh, was a Detroit guy at the time, and he started to see some cars going around and started to take pictures of them. And he was a spy photographer for uh, Popular Mechanics. And it was always sort of a a joke with other people. All of his spy photos always had chain link fences in front of them because he was always sneaking around. And somebody, uh, you know, I said, I, I think I said during the interview, do you have a filter that just has chain-link fences on it so it always looks like you're hiding hiding in the woods somewhere taking pictures? And he he laughed about it. But he also would always go out to the hot weather proving grounds, so out in the, the Arizona area. And he actually found a piece of land that went right in the middle of the hot weather proving grounds. And it was a, a long sort of peninsula of land that kind of went into the land owned by where they did this hot weather testing. But no one ever bought it. So he bought it and uh, he could literally walk into the middle of their hot weather proving grounds. And I don't know how much visibility he had. I remember him joking about he wanted to build a fire tower there so he could be up high so he could see. Now I guess you could do that with just a, a drone or something. But he w- he was an interesting character and I think he spawned other spy photographers like Brenda Pretty who who did a lot of spy photography and um I remember talking to her once uh again years ago and I asked her how she um she got involved with it and she said she was on the street one where and she, she saw a she saw a car that was all uh covered over with you know the the camouflage stuff on it and she took a picture of it and she took a picture of it and she sent it to she sent it to uh um one of the, she sent it to one of the magazines, expecting to get a T-shirt, and they sent her a check for two hundred bucks. And she said, "Huh, maybe there's money to be made here." Well, we haven't done this yet, so let's test the phones and see how the phones work. Rick, is that you? Yes, yeah, it's just me. I'm back in the state. Hey, look <laughs> at you. Where you been?
10: Uh, visiting family and friends uh, up and down the East Coast and there.
0: So, oh, good for, for you.
10: Weeks. Yeah.
0: Now I got so a question.
10: Well, here's a question for you, Annette. Um, actually, i got a couple if you got time. <laughs> and uh, the first thing i like to do is uh, when somebody's getting ready to make a long road trip, you know, going out for a week or so, mm-hmm. what should they have their mechanics check their vehicles for? You know, not just the more than just checking out the fluids and making sure that they're
1: there in the tires. Well, it depends on how far you're going to go and what you're going to do we a thousand miles or more. Okay. I would start with, you know, a full check of all the fluids. And if you're going to go a thousand miles, I would probably also look at at least changing the oil. I'd also yep. want to make sure the radiator and cooling system is working properly. I'd also want to check over all the hoses and make sure they're in good shape because that's important. You don't want to go out with a hose that's... Ten years old in a car, and even though hoses last a long time, at the end of ten years, they can get a little bit on the iffy side. So maybe look at those as well. So those are some of the things I would do. I would also look at a you know, thousand miles is a fair amount of driving, so I'd also look at the brake condition, make sure the brakes are all in good shape. I look at the tires and tire condition. If your tires are five or six years old and you're planning a thousand miles of highway driving, on a six-year-old tire that could start to present a problem. So I would think about that. But you think about most of the reasons that cars quit—they have flat tires, they have dead batteries—and that's almost all of it. So I would want to make sure the battery's in good shape. If your battery's four or five years old, you haven't had a problem with it, but you're planning a thousand miles, a couple weeks away from home kind of trip, you might want to make sure that battery is in really good shape. If not, maybe think about bringing and this when. My uh, brother-in-law was going on a vacation trip, and he was heading down to Florida with his 10-year-old car. I said to him, here, take my portable jump pack that also has a built-in air compressor in it, because that way, at least if you get a low tire, you can pump it up. If for some reason the battery goes, you can jump-start the car. Even if the alternator goes bad, you can hook the jump pack up and use the electricity that's in the jump pack to maybe get you off the road or drive that you know 15 or 20 miles with the alternator not working to be able to get to the next you know garage or gas station and be able to get the car fixed so i would try to do those things um other than that, you'd want to make sure that, again, depending on the age of the car, if it's a, if it's a 10-year-old car and it's uh, subject to some rust problems, you want to make sure anything that's rusty under there is in good shape. All the things like how many times you drive down the road and you see a, a muffler hanging off a car because the muffler hanger broke. Well, you want to make sure everything that's screwed up to the bottom of the car is good and solid and not going to be an issue. So I'd look at stuff like that.
10: I would add a couple of things. I would add a what was, couple was that, Rick? I'd add a couple of things to your list. Okay, go ahead. A couple of water, bottle. A couple of water bottles. Um, oh, sure, absolutely. and nuts and a blanket in case. Yep. You, in case it breaks down and you got to wait a little while.
1: That all That's good, good the things paper. and even and you know and well, <laughs> you never know. Uh, but the other thing too, you know, while we're talking about making sure the driver is and their passengers are safe. Uh, yeah. If you, if you need medication, if you're a diabetic, if you have blood pressure problems, you know, you have heart medication, bring a small quantity of that with you, even on a short trip sometimes, just to make sure you have it. You know, the, the old, and I'm going to say it's a Boy Scout motto, I don't know if it's true, but uh, really the story is, plan for the worst hope for the best so you're right bring some water with you bring some you know bring um you know an energy bar you know some granola bar something like that fruits and nuts like you said uh for just general cruising i like nothing better than some grapes because they they kind of keep you from getting hungry and they're also pretty liquidy so it feels like you're drinking something at the same time so absolutely good things what else you got
10: Ab- absolutely
1: absolutely Okay. I think you okay, had a second Jeff. question too. Did you right, have a second okay, question yeah. too, Rick? Go ahead.
10: Yeah. yeah. Um, how many people drive you know, 1,000, 2,000 miles on a trip? You on know, an you know, average year? You know what's the percentage of Americans that take a long road trip? My wife was wondering about that.
9: Well, um, we
1: did a survey for Fourth of July, like we always do, and we always talk about the number of people that just drive more than fifty miles from home. But we we've also we've also looked at how many people drive, say, a thousand miles from home, and the numbers are the numbers are pretty high. A lot of people when they plan their family vacation in in July or uh, you know still that first two weeks in in July are pretty popular vacation times. So they you know it, it's in it's you know if um, you know, if it's a million people from Massachusetts going on vacation, going 50 miles or more from home, it's probably in the couple hundred thousand that are traveling a thousand, thousand miles. So they're heading down to, especially for. Uh, you know somebody for 4th of July they're going to head down to Washington DC well that's you know by the time you drive to DC and back that's a 1000 mile trip so while you're there you decide you want to go to Virginia you want to go you want to do a little bit more sightseeing so there's an awful lot of people that head out of town and do some pretty significant numbers on especially in peak holiday times
10: okay so you don't have really a percentage but there's a, there's still a lot of a lot of
1: people doing it oh yeah i would say i would say if i had to if i had to guess without remembering what the number is which is Usually the way I do things, um, I would I would guess it's probably in the ten to twenty percent range. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, all right. Take Thanks, all right. Take care, Rick. Yep. Bye bye. Right. Let's go over to line two and talk to Harvey. Hey, Harvey. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Okay.
10: Uh, we're in the car listening to you, and you had an interview with someone who worked for the Norwegian cruise line. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, we we missed the name of the cruise line. It's, it's Hurtengarten. Hurtengarten.
10: Hurtengarten.
1: How do you spell I'll, that? I'll, I'll spell it because I can't say it. You know, I I said I said, it, I, said it, I thought he worked for Heineken, but it's uh right. H-u, it's H-u-r-t 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 I, H-u-r-t H-u-r-t I, T E N. Uh, G so,
10: and what's the next letter?
1: G R U T E N. G R U. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's pronounced Hurtengarten. Right. So H U R T I, G R U, T E N. T E N. Yep. So do you do you, do you think you have an interest to go on a cruise to Antarctica?
10: Uh, pot no we were thinking maybe the
1: Nor- in Norway itself Norway yeah no it's a, sounds like a, it sounds like a pretty ex- exciting place and uh, they call themselves the world leader in exploration travel it sounds it sounds pretty fascinating for people who like that you know my wife on the other hand if it doesn't have a sunny beach and sand involved she wouldn't be interested but for somebody else who's you know kind of seen and done all that that sounds like a pretty interesting trip okay Uh so it's H U A R No H U H H no H U R A So like hurt. Yeah, H U R T. T I I G R U this
10: Okay.
1: Uh T E N. T E N. Okay. Yep. Thank. Yeah. Okay. Thank sure you thing. Much. Thanks. Thanks, Harvey. Have a good day. Bye bye. You too. Bye. 617-770-3030. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Let's talk to Jim. Hey Jim. Yes. Good morning.
10: Good morning. I have more of a comment. Um, I'm a frequent traveler on the expressway in the morning and evening, and I've just noticed a uh, large increase in the amount of people who don't have their headlights on anymore because the new cars come on when you start them and their dash lights or and or their daytime lights are running, but none of the lights are on in the car. I just don't know if I'm the only one that noticed that or if it's a phenomenon that you've
1: noticed. No, it's you and me have both noticed it. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it it really is. That's one of the things with daytime running lights. And I remember my wife's... 1999 volkswagen cabrio that she had and i didn't think anything of it it didn't have automatic headlights just had headlights but it had daytime running lights and they were pretty bright so if you were driving down the road at night you look down and it seemed like the lights were on but then, when it started getting when it started getting darker, then you noticed, oh wait, you know, only half the interior lights are on because you know the radio light would still be on, but the dash lights wouldn't be on. And then you know you'd see people driving towards you, flip, flicking their headlights at you. and You go, what's what's wrong with them? My oh wait, my lights aren't on. Sure enough. So um, yeah, some of the, some of these cars with the uh, with the daytime running lights fool people into thinking the headlights are on, and in fact, even even um, there was a law that became kind of publicized, and the law is not new, but there was a law that got publicized about a year or two ago that said in inclement weather, you need to drive with your headlights on. So, you know, wipers on, if your wipers are on, your headlights are on. And that's a law that's been on the books for 30-plus years that I know of, and it always said that you have to turn your headlights on in times of poor poor climate conditions, you know low low light all that sort of stuff so um but they just clarified it and said when you turn your windshield wipers on you have to have your headlights on well that's all that's all well and that's all well and good but it also doesn't apply to daytime running lights so people who are driving down the road and they're thinking well i have daytime running lights and it's uh, snowing or raining or whatever the case are my wipers are on i'm i'm in i'm in you know, there's no... I'm not breaking any law. Well, in fact, they, the law says front lights and taillights. So it has to be headlights and taillights on to satisfy the law that says you have to turn your lights on with your windshield wipers, so... yeah, you know, the
10: the taillights are one thing, but yep. the headlights, you know, you'd think you'd notice them, but some of the newer cars, when you start them, the dash lights come on. Yep, they and do. you think the lights are on. I was beside a Ford pickup truck yesterday, and... Uh, I watched him of course he was on the phone but uh, he had no lights on him. Of course he was on, of
1: course he was on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, thanks I wasn't thanks, the only thanks. One. All right, thanks Jim. Take care. Okay, Bye-bye. Bye. 617-770-3030 617-770-3030 is how you get through and talk to us about your car or comments or whatever you have on your mind. You can give us a call at 617 617- 770, 30, 30. Uh, So, what do you think about a Mercedes pickup truck? Well, Mercedes may join the midsize pickup party, it says here. Um, hard to say. But nothing in the auto industry drives product planning like somebody else's success. According to uh, Larry Velquet who's a writer for Crane Publications. He says, the latest example, midsize pickups, the segment whose U.S. sales between 2000 and 2013 had withered 77% is now undergoing a resurgence in sales. And I don't know why this is a big surprise to anybody. Midsize pickup trucks are great. And when Ford stopped selling the Ranger and Dodge stopped selling their midsize truck, that was a niche market that I think people really liked. I, I would... You know, I like a midsize truck. I don't have a need for a full size truck, but a mid size truck that gets decent fuel economy, that's always great. So just last week the head of uh, Vans division for Daimler uh told reporters in Germany the automaker is considering a newly developed Mercedes Benz X class mid size pickup for the US market. In the past year the midsize truck market has come back a bit and General Motors is uh launching their midsize truck and they're watching development very closely. They'll um, take a decision at the appropriate time. They already have a concept of it. Uh, But the X-Class is built for Mercedes-Benz by Nissan Motor Company in Spain. It's based on a Nissan NP300 Navara and a Renault Alaskan. Uh, It looks like a pretty interesting vehicle. The S-Class is green-lighted for the U.S. by the time it finds its way to U.S. dealership. It'll look, likely find the competition a little bit stiffer than today. I, I agree with that because I think we'll see more of it. Sales in the mid size pickup segment have grown 83% since its recent... Um, in 2013, where it sold a few more, so a lot of a lot of interesting a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, Nissan Frontier racked up about 7,000 U.S. sales in 2016 and is expected to be redesigned this year in 2018 model year. Uh, in January, the only other current player was the redesigned uh, Honda Ridgeline, which is a Fantastic vehicle. Kind of pricey, though. That's the only problem with it. Uh, mid-size pickups generally fell out of favor with consumers and especially automakers in large part because the prices had come to rival full-size trucks. Absolutely right. Uh, but in full-size pickup trucks and also rival full-size fuel economy, by the way. But full-size trucks have continued to grow in size and price. The smaller mid trucks are getting another look from consumers, according to Stephanie Brindley. She's a senior automotive analyst with IHS Market. Uh, The reason for the product resurgence in the midsize market, people are uh, paying for it. And because there's a bit of space for something smaller than a full-size truck, I think there's a limit to the level of growth. I don't think we'll see the resurgence, but I think we'll see the segment is going to get back all the way to where it was before. And I think if companies like... Hyundai actually build their their um, sort of El Camino-based vehicle, I think that will actually be something that's pretty exciting. And also, you know, I think we're going to, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit more of these kind of car-based, SUV-based sort of trucklets of sorts. And I think they actually might be a success. I don't know. I think it's something that could actually work. Why don't we take another break, pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. We'll be right back.
3: site
8: is bigger than ever. Introducing big item number one. $3,000 worth of veneers from Marina Bay Dental for just $1,500. Call Pat Ryan at 617-691-2521. Hear her testimonial on just how great her veneers are from Dr. Jenny Chong at Marina Bay Dental. Get your half-price veneers at any of our discount shopping
3: pages. WEZE, or AM1260thebuzz.com. Funeral expenses. There, I said it. That's not a topic that we like to talk about with our loved ones. We like to pretend that it's never going to happen. And when it does, it can make life very difficult for those we love. Did you know that the average funeral can cost over $8,000? Let's not leave our loved ones with a financial burden as the last gift we give them. If you're between the ages of 50 and 85, obtaining a final expense policy from Final Care Direct can be one of the most thoughtful gifts you can give your family. We offer affordable policies with benefits and premiums that never change. Call Final Care Direct at 800-410-1010 and learn more about how you can give those you love a final gift, the gift of peace of mind when it comes to funeral expenses. Final Care Direct, not just insurance, it's peace of mind. Waiting until later might mean it's left undone. Don't let that happen. Call now, 800-410-1010. That's 800 10 1010 do you have an ache, perhaps back pain or neck pain due to
8: an injury, or maybe you're recovering from surgery? Well, suffer no more. ProBody Physical Therapy is your solution for physical restoration. At ProBody Physical Therapy, they treat neck and back pain, sprains and strains, sports injuries, rotator cuff injuries, whiplash, and conditions such as tendonitis, arthritis, and carpal tunnel syndrome. ProBody Physical Therapy, serving the Metro Boston area, centrally located at 265 Medford Street in Somerville. Most insurance accepted. Call 617-623-3700 or visit ProBodyPTMA.com.
4: Honda Cars of Boston is Greater Boston's neighborhood Honda dealer, with over 800 new Hondas available to choose from. Just five minutes from Boston on Route 99 in Everett, our beautiful new showroom makes your Honda Cars of Boston experience even better. Visit online at hondacarsofboston.com and see all of our tremendous purchase, lease, finance, and certified pre-owned specials. Honda Cars of Boston on Route 99 in Everett is the place for great buys from the Honda guys. Give them a call at 1-800-65-HONDA.
0: Now, let's get back to the car doctor.
1: And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program at AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. We are at the AAA Travel Marketplace. Uh, where, where uh, We're just starting to see it all starting to come to life right now. Uh, if you're a Facebook person, if you're one of those kind of people, and you follow me on Facebook, uh, and if you haven't followed me on Facebook, uh, my Facebook, to search for me, Mr. John F. Paul, because John F. Paul was already taken by somebody, so I threw a Mr. in front of it, so you can find it. Um, and we're doing we're doing Facebook Live right now at the same time, so you can check out Facebook Live. Uh, we're we're Facebook living from from the uh, from the event. I just had a little bit of a crowd shot. Now we'll do something really scary. I'll sh- have a Facebook Live of me at the same time. So uh, so there I am hiding in front of a microphone. So if you if you want to if you want to see what see what this looks like, it's uh, so we're Facebook Live right now. Um, I'm not sure about the sound but um, but anyway um, Barrett Jackson uh, we've talked to we've talked to the folks at Barrett Jackson before well the Palm Beach Palm Beach auction is coming up at the South Florida Fairgrounds that's April 6th through the 8th and among some of the vehicles that are going to be there one is a 1968 Shelby GT 500 KR so king of the road That. That's an interesting car, but this one even makes it more interesting. It was once owned by Lee Marvin. It's one of the original 518 convertibles delivered in May 1968, and one of only 231 in Acapulco Blue. Uh, pretty interesting car. Also, another car which, you never know, could go for more money. I'm not sure. Is a, uh, you know, this this 68 uh, Shelby, uh, is? Uh, it was once owned by... Um, you know, it was once owned by uh, Lee Marvin, which makes it pretty interesting. But also, there is a twenty-three window deluxe Volkswagen microbus. It's powered by the original one point two liter four cylinder engine with a four speed manual transmission, and and it's uh, it's one of those it's one of those things that uh, you 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 may remember fondly the Volkswagen bus. And, and then you forget that it's, I think it was a 32-horsepower engine. It was horrible. They couldn't, they could They could barely go uphill. In fact, I remember people driving them backwards going uphill. Uh, the 15th annual Barrett-Jackson auction will broadcast on Discovery, Velocity, Velocity Canada, and all over the place. Uh, but always sort of interesting show, and I believe there's going to be Barrett-Jackson back in, uh, back in, uh, uh connecticut again this year so for people who got to go down to that i didn't go down to that but maybe i can hey you know i'm doing i'm doing uh, facebook live and uh, john costello john the rooster costello says to me sounds great looks not so great thanks buddy thanks um the the uh, the people at the uh, Massachusetts Association of Auto Clubs are looking for your help. It's that time again, year, uh, year again. Uh, the spring meeting is set for April thirteenth at seven p.m. So a great time to uh it's the opening of the cruise at bass pro shop so come early take in the great rides have dinner at one of the 15 restaurants also consider bring a non-perishable food item to the mass cruisers they're collecting for local food pantries they're also uh building an agenda so if you have something you'd like to see addressed please let them know as the 190th uh general court has started we're completing a list of bills that uh the the uh, Mass Association of Auto Clubs will monitor for the next two years. In addition, they're going to be having elections. So, uh, you want to you know want to check out you know what's going on with them. You can you can get more information. Um, you know, it's really about the uh, hobby and you know trying to make it succeed. Uh, they're going to have a the meeting is going to be starting at seven o'clock in the conservation room at the Bass Pro Shop. Um, so you can you can check it out uh also they're looking for volunteers for the world of wheels uh so you can you can check it all out uh you can find you can find them online pretty easily uh but it's the massachusetts association of auto clubs and they're just good people they want to try to promote the hobby they want hobbyists to enjoy your vehicle and they also want people to you know, really, really, kind of stay involved in the hobby, and it, it's a hobby that's you know it's gonna it's gonna continue for a long time. From Chevrolet, they said uh, some no limits for Chevrolet owners with OnStar 4G LTE, uh, with more than four million uh, gigabytes of data used in 2016. Chevrolet owners with in-vehicle OnStar 4G LTE uh, Wi-Fi hotspots in the U.S. will now have access to unlimited data. Uh, For only $20 a month, the groundbreaking plan, enabled by AT&T, will be available for more than 3.1 million Chevrolet vehicles on the road. Uh, So, you know, if you're somebody that likes to do a lot of stuff, you, you can check it out. Did you hear about the Jeep that was down the Cape? this is a long this is long term parking i guess it's an old jeep Wagoneer that was left in a beachfront garage out towards the end of the cape in the 70s the shifting sand eventually covered most of the garage leaving the jeep to rust away inside under a partially collapsed roof uh, on friday february 26th uh, the old beach cone finally got out on the right side of the sand again yeah, I saw it coming out. They used a, a front-end loader to take it out. It was not pretty. The owner of the property told The Times that the family had been prohibited from the local government in Truro from uh, moving the sand to remove the Jeep from the dune and case garage, but this year the town changed its mind. Good idea because it was just going to dissolve into the ground. You might as well get rid of it. Uh, the crew used a front-end loader to yank the rusted remains from the Wagoneer from a sandy tomb. The Jeep sadly did not survive... Um, it's finally an off-road track. It was uh, ripped apart from under stress of being pulled away. And the picture I have shows the front axle and the springs out in front of the grill. It's uh, it's pretty sad. But on the other hand, as sad as it is, it looks like some of the sheet metal actually survived with... It looks like just surface rust. Pretty interesting, the the way they had it all kind of held together. Um this is something I'm surprised doesn't happen more often. People end up paying a lot for uh, just for the badge on a luxury vehicle or a sports car. How much would you pay for the privilege of sticking it onto the vehicle? Uh, the starting price of about $2,700 uh, under the Acura's new NSX Insider Experience, an exclusive backstage tour program for owners and buyers of the hybrid supercar. So you get to go buy this car, and as as the owner. You actually get to go out. You can you can hear the show starting to come alive here, um, but you get to go out and you actually get to go to the final assembly place and you actually get to put the finishing touches on the vehicle. Um, Sounds kind of an interesting idea. And finally, um, there was a rough draft of a redesign for the GMC Terrain more than three years ago, and. Um, they were convinced they were not on the path to win. They needed to spend some capital to do it. So the chief designer for the 2018 model recalled telling his team, uh, let's take a breather, ultimately uh, ordered up a stiffer underlying architecture, greater variety of smaller, more fuel-efficient engines. In addition, the uh, uh, they looked at using their head a little bit more, I guess. They said they... Um, he recalled his daughter riding in the outgoing terrain and telling him, Hey Dad, there's not enough air back here for your grandson and she brought something called a noggle, an aftermarket hose that channels cool air from the front outlets to the back. So, you know, they actually had they actually had somebody doing a little bit of personal thought about how to do this. And finally, this is a pretty interesting dealership in Arizona. It says here it's it's easy to make a mistake Uh, the amenities at the uh, Big 2 Toyota dealership for those of a high-end resort and spa. Cafe 1250 serves triple chocolate brownies, chef salads, roast beef sandwiches made fresh daily uh, near where new Camrys and Tundras glisten under the showroom lights. Not far away is a 700-square-foot pirate ship, play area, arcade, and video game room for kids. The dealership also owns and staffs a barbershop, a nail and massage salon, and short walk from the on-site service center, a 15-minute chair massage while customers' uh, tires and are rotated and cost about $15. A French manicure costs $20. Karen, is that a good price for a French manicure, $20? 20 bucks? The showroom also includes a business center and telephone, free Wi-Fi, and a shuttle to a nearby shopping center. The amenities have been offered up since Big Two opened in Chandler in 20, uh, 2007, and they're meant to make customers feel more comfortable in a unusual high or, or in, in a usual uh, high-stress environment where. We're not naive. We understand most people probably don't want to come to get their car uh, service at a dealership, according to Brett Henkel, the assistant general manager who has worked at Big 2 for 18 years. Most people feel it's a pain, and some thought, you know, try to make it more enjoyable, so they decided to try this. One customer, for instance, brought a group of her out-of-town girlfriends to spend the day at the dealership without even discussing car sales or service requests. It's a differentiator in the market. When we built the store, we really wanted to have a different feel of the dealership Hired a guest services director from a local resort to handle the daily uh, non-automotive operations. It staffs a team of 10, uh, including the barbershop and the salon, which is pretty interesting. Well, we have a couple of minutes left. That's all we have is a couple of minutes left. Come over here. Say hello. Hello. Tell us what's going on. Yeah. Tell us what's going on.
11: Okay. We're here, at, we're here at Gillette home to the Patriots but also home to AAA Marketplace so come see us and, uh, and book your travel
1: And uh, so uh, so what are you guys doing here What do tell, tell us what you're up
11: to we're with Member Choice Vacations and we offer all 7 continents all over the world so if you have that 7th continent you still need to book you still need to see we can do that for you or North America depend upon where it is you want to go and when you want to go now's the time now's the place
1: Sounds great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. And Charlotte Nichols, right across the microphone for me, I'm going to have you talk for a minute.
11: Oh, Go sure. Ahead.
0: Go ahead.
11: Hi, good morning, everyone. My name's Charlotte. I'm with AAA, and we're sitting here at Marketplace getting ready for a full day of fun and excitement, learning about new destinations and watching our members interact with our partners. Good and, day.
1: And we're also doing Facebook Live for my, for my oh. Facebook phone, which just to scare everybody, you know? Yeah. And, and interesting, Ernie Bach just joined in.
11: Hi, Ernie.
1: <laughs> Hi, Ernie. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, real quick, we only have a couple minutes left. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, we had Kyle on earlier telling us about it. Uh, this is a real opportunity for people to really come and really kind of expand their horizons and see what's going on. But most importantly, too, we also have these workshops and we did not really touch about you touch talk about that. the presentations yeah. themselves?
11: Yeah. yeah. It's a great way to do things. So, one of the greatest things about this venue and the people that are here and the expertise is we remove the clutter. So if you're interested in a few different destinations, you want to learn a little more, there's a presentation schedule. You Go to AAA.com slash marketplace you can look at the different presentations for today and tomorrow they have all different times and we repeat them throughout the day because they're the most important ones Mm -hmm. that people have asked for so you can come learn a little more ask some questions do a little digging of your own and ask an expert here and we can book trips for you and get great savings even special deals on the floor because you guys did that quite a bit yesterday yeah
1: Yeah. and you know one of the things i brought up with kyle is you know everybody does a lot of research online Mm -hmm. but. You never know what you're going to get online and really yeah. being able to talk to the expert in person that knows about the location, mm-hmm. they know about the venue, and they can tell you because either they've been there or they, they've they gotten direct feedback mm-hmm. and really you get a different view than yeah. everything online looks great and sometimes it's not.
11: And we send our people to these destinations, yeah. part of the training program that we use, but also. It, when somebody books their trip, that's great. You've got this done. You've got a great deal. But we're with you every step of the way. Mm. And we're right in your neighborhood. Yeah, We're all over the place. You can come to our branch locations. We have call centers as well. If you have questions throughout the process, you ask. We check in with you. We make sure you have the necessary documents you need. And if something should go wrong or you have questions on your trip, we're there as well
1: yeah no it's it's a it's a great idea to use a professional and that's really the whole point and that's the whole point of travel marketplace it's about to start in like three minutes i think yeah so, well they're yeah, letting people they're in early because the, in the line's
11: early. long yeah
1: oh okay so the parking lot's getting full the yep. line's long <laughs> come on down to gillette stadium you know look around enjoy yourself it's a great deal
11: hope to see you here have all a right. great day all right
1: thanks, Charlotte. thanks guys um Right now, I think we have to go, because I'm willing to bet Paul Sullivan's in the studio right there somewhere. Paul, are you there?
9: You know, uh, last week, you and I talked about the first cardinal rule of radio, and that was always read something to yourself before you read it on the air. Well, today, I'm going to tell you the second cardinal rule of radio. You want to hear it? Sure. Uh, Never, and I say never, give a spelling of a foreign word over the radio to a guy driving a car, particularly if that person is over 25 years old. Okay? That's the second okay. rule of radio. How do you spell Garden again, please? I have no idea.
1: <laughs> you know, like I said, when I saw his name tag, I thought it said Heineken.
9: took <laughs> four minutes of your radio time to do that, by the way. Uh, I, I counted I know, it. I know. I timed yeah.
1: it. Yeah, you timed it. Right. Yeah, aren't, aren't radio phone calls only supposed to be 3 minutes too.
9: Something like that. But you know, you yeah, get an engaging conversation like yeah. the one you had about Huffman and you can extend that out to 5, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, we could. We could, yeah.
9: So, I want you well, to remember that you know, rule. Now that
1: I, I I I will never forget it. Right. And the other the other and the third rule of radio is I learned was if the dead air lasts longer than you can say dead air. It's too long.
9: When I when I was doing country radio back in the day, they had it built. It was the first kind of automated system. They had it built in that if you had any more than five seconds of dead air, something would trigger and something would um, a song would start playing. So yeah, that that's important too.
1: That's important too. Hey, I just hey, heard dead uh, air. So think. the very best. Yeah. Well, you know, the guy <laughs> from uh, the guy from Hertingarten. You know, his <laughs> his middle name's Patrick. He was uh, Tim P- he's uh, Tim Patrick Palmer half Polish and half Irish so I told him to stay tuned for the very best in Irish music with you and I the he- Irish hip parade
0: I
9: heard you
1: yeah yeah so
9: all right so you know, enjoy the show is, now you you, to... you sounded great by the way I, I loved listening
1: uh, well thank you very much and for other for the Irish hit parade coming up uh, I believe uh, the guys are going to be all over the Cape in the next hour or so, right? They're going to be down at Captain Parker's in the Irish Village.
9: Yeah, Matt's enjoying the 20-degree weather in Hyannis right now, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a little chilly at the parade, but dress warm and, and and sneak into the Irish Village and Captain Parker's. Good place to get out of the cold and warm up a little bit. Uh, always a great time down there. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, and be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.